Hello, my name is Charles Johnson, and this is the Alabama Entrepreneur Podcast. Alabama entrepreneurs telling their stories, giving us a better understanding of the small business experience. Joe Martin, owner of Huntsville Boot Camp. Joe, you have won awards like Huntsville's Healthiest Trainer. Huntsville Boot Camp was voted the best place in Huntsville to work out. And you have been on Amazon's best sellers list. So congratulations for all of that. Oh, That's thank you. Appreciate incredible. That. Yeah. So what is Huntsville Boot Camp? So we do outdoor fitness classes just for women. So on paper, I'm not going to lie, it sounds terrible. So here's what you do. You're going to come meet me in a parking lot and we're going to exercise. And you have to pay me for this experience. So <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, it's a hard sell. I do it every day. So I know it's a hard sell. It doesn't sound very good. So I just... Getting people there is my biggest job. If you can just get there and experience what we do, then you can find out, hey, it's it's about fun. It's about you know meeting new friends. It's about moving the way your body can move. So it's kind of making it fun, safe, and also effective. It's kind of our three things we look for. Now, you focus on women. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, I've been a trainer for a long time, and I did a lot of tours for the gym where we come in and show people around, do their orientation, and I could just see it in a lot of the women's eyes. They'd look around and they'd see all these machines that aren't built for their bodies. They'd see these guys yelling and screaming and dropping weights. or It just didn't feel comfortable in the gym. And there was nothing at, at the time. There was curves, which is the one place that women could go and be by themselves. It just wasn't serving the population. So I thought for that, I was like, for number one, it was a business decision. But number two, my client, best clients were always women, you know. And plus, I always tell people they look better, they smell better, you know, but they are better clients. They listen more, you know, guys tend to not listen as well in my experience. And they don't travel as much with their jobs just on average. So they were always my best clients. Now, how did you learn about fitness? Um, so I was an athlete in high school, um, mainly played football. I played some other, I was, well, I was on the team. I didn't really play much, but I was there. Um, so I was mainly a football guy and I was wanting to gain weight to get bigger and stronger. And I, I did do that, but I also got overweight. So I graduated, I was 250 pounds. And I uh, got injured, and I was going to be a cast for six months. So I kind of had to make a decision. I'm going to keep gaining weight and be 300 pounds, or I need to figure this out. So I started studying nutrition and exercise and all these different things. And I lost 50 pounds, and it felt great. And I was like, man, I would love to help other people do the same. So I started that and ended up going to get a degree in health promotion from Auburn and took it from there. So after you graduated, you came back to Huntsville? I did. So I did an internship on the Arsenal. So I did an internship in there and got hired on with the MWR, so Morale, Welfare, Recreation. So we ran the gyms out there and the intramural sports teams and all that good stuff. Did you work anywhere else before you opened up Huntsville Boot Camp? I did. So at the same time, I was in uh, graduate school at Alabama A&M. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. So I was like, I'll just do this on the side, maybe become a teacher. Um, and I was also working at Huntsville Hospital. and I was also training people in their homes as well. There obviously is a difference in training women versus men. How did you learn that niche for women? Uh, a lot of studying. Um, that's, that's what I majored in in college. You know how it goes. Like, <laughs> you know, we just it's just a lot of um, hands-on. You're not not what you're thinking. You know, <laughs> not in today's terms, anyway. Yeah, right? just w meeting clients where they are and and finding out. Hey, this machine does not fit you. This is built for a 200-pound guy. It's sitting for you. And just figuring out, doing a lot of continuing education and things because obviously I'm a guy. I'm a 200-pound guy, and when I'm going to train a 110-pound female, they need have different needs and wants and. I have to figure these things out. But basically, basic physiology is going to work for a lot of people. And there's movements, there's basic movements, they call primal patterns, that humans have been doing 
for eons. So that's the way we work. We move kind of in general. So it's on that, but it's mainly a psychological and mental ed difference between the two. Just figuring out, I wish I'd have majored in psychology. I figure like I do that more than anything else. Maybe you see that in your business as well, that I wish I'd have studied the brain more because I use that more in the body, you think, because, you know, exercise is pretty much the same, just about. I mean, a push-up to push-up, a squat to squat, it's getting that person to do it over and over again when they don't feel like being there is more important. And the correct way. The correct way, yeah. I mean, there's a correct way to do it. You learn all that stuff, but after that, then anyone can do that. It's what separates you from there. So going in and opening up this business, was there something that happened that said, hey, look, I think I'm going to start this doing this fitness on my own? One, one was the untapped market, for one, which when I saw that, and I was like, oh, someone should be doing that. And another was my son was young, and I was working on, like I said, I was working on the arsenal. I was working for Huntsville Hospital. I was training private clients. So I was sun up, sun down, doing grad school. I was like, I'm not seeing this kid, you know, grow up. So I'm, I, I got to change that. So I had to, that's, that's a major reason I started my business that, Hey, I want to set my own hours, you know, not knowing I'd be working a million hours, but you know, but you, those, the hours you work, you get to choose for the most part when he, when he's awake, I want to see him. I, Cause I was getting home at night and he was in bed and I'd be gone before he woke up. And I was like, this is not going to work. So that was a big catalyst for me. So you go in and you open this business. Did you have a clientele from the get go? Mainly people I went to high school with. Facebook friends, my mom, of course, you get mom's got to be there to support right. you. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So we started with 10 people, just like I said, high school people or just a couple of people that had heard about it and that type of stuff. So, uh, you, you know, you start somewhere. So that's where I started. How did you fund this venture? So it was shoestring budget. So <laughs> pretty much, like I said, we're in a parking lot at the time. It didn't cost anything. So you just show up. I didn't, they bring their own equipment. They bring an exercise mat and some dumbbells. Um, really, up, up front, very little cost. I mean, I, I did get a, it's a franchise. So Adventure Boot Camp is a turn, it was a turnkey franchise. So basically you pay and you get the training, you get the logos, all that good stuff. And then just a one-time fee and you're off of that. So I just, I paid for that out of pocket. It wasn't that much. So there's no loans involved, no startup costs hardly at all. And just, hey, you just have to get off the ground. What did they do for that startup fee? Uh, so like I said, they, the, the logo is a big thing. Cause you know, you could waste a lot of time working on a logo, right? right. And just generally, just generally like uh, good practices, like, Hey, here's how you find a location. Here's, here's how the way to market, so add, add marketing stuff. Here's some accounting practices, just kind of best practices, kind of a generic thing that would work for most people, which for me sped things up a ton. Cause I didn't know hardly any of that stuff. So it really cut a lot of that out just off the top of the, and like I said, saved me time, energy, and money. How did you set this business up? Is it an LLC? It is, yes. And why did you decide to set it up as an LLC? Uh, someone told me to. The accountant told me to. So okay. I said, okay, because <laughs> I got this is not my specialty. So you know what you're doing. He told me kind of the ins and outs. I was like, hey, that sounds good. Let's do that. And so you had an accountant from the very beginning. Yes. But right off the bat, I was like, I do not know this stuff. I don't want to end up in jail, so I better get an accountant. How do you market your business? I do email marketing is a big one. So I send out a three times a week email newsletter to help just tips and tricks and every now and then some sales we have going on or anything, recipes, whatever it is. Um, Facebook, Facebook ads. Um, biggest for me is, you know, like most people, happy customers, right? right. That's how we get that's how Because like I said, it's a tough sell. Oh, I want to go exercise on parking lot? No, thank you. But my friend told me I should try it out. So I'm, that's why I'm here. On your website, you have uh, a golden ticket. Yes. It's just, hey, just that's just come try us out. That's what that is. That's come try us out. It's, there's no time limits. You can come get it. And if you'll come try our class, you can come for free. Because I know it's a hard sell. And it's, 
wait, I don't want to pay for that. So just come try us out for an entire month. You can have come try us for an entire month because I know you'll want to come back if you come try it. So a month is a long time. Sure. So, you know, I do see where there'll be giveaways to different ones for like three days or a week. You don't really see anything beyond that. No. So you just think a month kind of get them in a habit. Is yeah. that what it is? I mean, most studies show if you can do something for 28 days, then it becomes a habit. So, you know, and if I'm your habit, I'm like your dealer, right? The right. first one's free, you know? So yeah. If you can just keep people coming, get them in that habit, and they're, you're the habit they come to, then, you know, that's where we'll keep it going. And sometimes people just use it as a jump start, and they can all go off and do their own thing, which is great. We just want to get people to try it. Come see what we do. See if it's for you. And if you want to keep coming, awesome. We can figure it out from there. How did you come up with pricing? Uh, that was another thing from the franchise that they offered, hey, here's these from the beginning. So I've changed them a little bit along the way, just kind of trial and error and figure out different packages and stuff like that. But yeah, that was another thing. They figured here's kind of here's what you should look at charging. They kind of compare it to personal training that, you know, personal training be 60, 80, $100 an hour, you know, break it down. It's about $15 an hour. When people sign up, how often can they come to these classes? Uh, we have, so our 5.30 a.m. is our biggest class. It's Monday through Friday, and they can do three, four, or five days a week. And okay. We have unlimited packages and all that good stuff, too. So um, really, most people come three days a week. In these classes, what exactly do you do? First thing we do, a dad joke. That gets things rolling dad right joke. there. You know, you got to get things rolling with a dad joke. So uh, mainly the reason why I started doing a dad joke is because a lot of people are very nervous when they're there. And I don't blame it. It's very intimidating coming here, especially if you don't know anybody. But if they see this guy up there and he's an idiot, then they'll feel much more relaxed and be like, all right, I can figure I can handle this class. You can kind of see their shoulders go down a little bit when I tell these stupid jokes. Yeah. So that's the way I want to get started. And then obviously we're going to do a warm-up, uh, five to ten minutes, just get them slowly ready to roll. Then we work out for about 40 minutes, and then we do a cool-down stretching at the end. So he's about a 40-minute workout in there. So what we do in the classes, it's sports, we do gains, we do strength training. A lot of it's strength training based because that's what most people need to drop fat. You know, uh, I say to you, I try to tell people exercise to feel better, improve your nutrition to lose weight, you know, kind of look at like that. So, because we try not to focus on weight loss too much. We try not to focus on, hey, getting in these uh, you know, different sides. Just, hey, just make exercise a habit, start eating a little bit better, start feeling better, focus on these other things. Am I feeling better? My energy level's up. Am I getting off medications? You know, am I in a better mood? And something funny happens. I'm like, oh, well, I am in a smaller clothes. And I am losing weight. And these things, they start to notice. But when you're just focused on the scale, I hate the scale, to be honest with you. Because I'll tell you a story. One time I had a client that she went through four weeks of our classes. She lost three pounds, which, hey, I, I was like, man, that's awesome. She's like, what? I was killing myself in here. But she had lost 20 inches off of her body. So she did her measurements. She was in an entire new wardrobe, looking great. People were telling her how great she looked. But because the scale told her she lost three pounds, she was very upset, never came back. I was like, man, you look like an entirely different person in four weeks, 20 inches off your body. And she, but, you know, because that scale, that's what they've been told, that that's the, the, the be-all, end-all. So I hate the scale. Not just one example, but, yeah, because right. it, can, it can go up, you know, eight pounds one way or the other just based on the day, and that's going to be your mood you're in right there. So I hate the scale. Let me just say that one more time. Don't use the scale. It's a, it's a measurement. It's one thing. It's a piece of the puzzle. Right. So if it's not, if, as long as it's not your entire puzzle, then that's fine. But if it's just a piece of it, you know, it's a piece of evidence that if you're going the right way, and it's fine. Losing weight's great. There's that's one part of it. Just to make it your whole world. What is your biggest expense? Taxes. It's my taxes. biggest expense. Yeah, which is good, right? If you don't have many expenses, and your tax is the biggest one. Um, but that one hurts. That's yeah. why my first year I paid one big tax 
thing and that check almost about got a hand cramp that first year never again so i'll pay quarterly now and that seems to be you know rather than get one big punch in the face get punched you know three or four times smaller right right and quarterly yeah i mean that's does kind of break it down a little a little bit easier a little bit but it still hurts yeah you know? what do you wish you would have known before starting your business oh that's a good question right there so i wish i'd have known how awesome it was going to be i would have started so much earlier you know, it's been hard. Don't get me wrong. I've worked a million hours like you have. It's been frustrating. There's been headaches. There's been all kind of heartaches and bad stuff has happened. But man, so many awesome things have happened. It's opened up so many doors. I've met so many cool people. It's been the greatest thing I've ever done. But, you know, I wish it had started earlier because I knew what I wanted to do for an entire year before I did it. Um, I just sat there and I, I wanted things to be perfect. I wanted to have the perfect location. I wanted to have clients already set up. I wanted this. I wanted... One day I just... You know, have you have a self meeting when you're you're the only guy in business? Just get started and we'll fix it as we go. And I've lived that ever since. I said before we got on there, I'm a ready shoot aim kind of guy because I learned from that that I could have done this an entire year earlier and been a year ahead of in business, but I just was waiting for things to be perfect. But you know, just put it out there and fix it as you go. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, and things evolve, and you know, and you make those things better through the years. Yeah, probably the hardest thing in business right before you're getting in is, is really saying, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then getting your license and just kind of moving forward. Yeah, with it's like, it. what's happening? I got to do all this. I got to go down the thing. I got to go to downtown. I don't know where that building is. So it's all these little things. Yeah. Um, and I was still working full time on the arsenal. I started with just one class on the side. So, so yeah, I was just, man, I got to make this work. I got to work around the schedule and just put it out there and fix it as you go. What would you say are your biggest challenges to owning your own business? Uh, I named the first one is getting people there to, to come well, to your business. Right. Yeah. And then just as, as, you, as we talked earlier, we both have teenagers and figuring out your life around their schedules. Cause you know, in a few years, my son will be out of the house, you know, fingers crossed. Um, he'll be out of the house, he'll be 18 and moving on. So I'm trying to spend as much time as I can around my work and his schedule right now. It's just figuring that one out. Um, cause that's the reason I got into business. So I could do that, be more flexible and stuff like that. But, um, as far as the business size, getting people to my classes, you know, talking, talking them into that parking lot. And other than that, it's just, you know, figuring out the, the trends with, you know, oh no, the Facebook's changed their algorithm on this and just different things that I didn't go to school for that I've had to figure out as I've, as I've gone. It's just a continual learning process. So all this marketing and advertising, all that stuff. So you're a happy guy. Everyone talks about how happy you are. How do you keep that happiness throughout the day and weeks and months? Number one, naps. I'm a big napper. So I take a nap every day, man. I'm up at four o'clock, so you got to take your nap. Coffee's a part of that too, but all kidding aside, I mean, it's just realizing how good I have it. There's so many people out there that don't have, that actually have to go to work every day. You realize that? I mean, I tried that for a while. That wasn't much fun. So every day I get to get up and I get to change someone's life, you know, and I have to, so if I'm dragging, if I'm sad, if I'm moping and all that good stuff, then I'm not gonna be able to do that. That's not my job. So I show up and part of it is I'm showing up for someone else. It's easier to do that sometimes when you're showing up for somebody else because I can come to class and, and being around awesome people, I have something about it over the years. Like attracts like, right? So I've got these really cool clients that they're super positive people. They're happy people as well. And that makes me happy. So it's kind of this, you know, give and take so so maybe i'm down a little bit when i come up there and we've got these people these bouncy 5 30 a.m people that'll be chatty and like man how do they do that so people some people come to that first morning class and like 
those people talk so much <laughs> so early in the morning how do they do it so uh part of it is you know taking care of your body like i said i've talked about napping but taking care of your body fitness nutrition all that stuff that's going to help your mood you know it's shown that that it can help your mood as well and getting the stress out of your life i'm, I'm not a big stressful guy so that's, that's one thing i've been blessed with and i don't stress too much i've got a great family i'm blessed with great health my family is as well so it makes it easier to roll into things like that you keep cards or notes that people give to you yeah absolutely. so if you're ever feeling down you go and you can read how you changed somebody's life or something that you did for somebody just you read those thank you cards i do yeah and i've got i've got a mail folder in my email compliments if i've got a compliment or something it could be something small like hey i enjoyed that article boom compliment file right there because i, I wrote an article about this the other day i've created a mental highlight reel because you know you go through your day sometimes it may be a bad day and bad things happen all over that you that's what you're going to focus on and that's all you're thinking about but then you go back like man i've really made a difference you look back through your life and you can forget these things because you get caught up in everything but I've created a mental highlight reel. I can go back and I've got the physical card where someone said, you know, you've changed not only my life, but my family's life. I mean, that gets me fired up all over again. So, but if you don't keep these things, it's easy to forget that stuff, especially when you get caught up in business. You're so busy going through this and that family stuff and all this, you kind of forget what all you've done for someone. So that's just, a, it's a good way to keep those reminded, get that mental highlight reel in there. Well, and it's a good way, I guess, to have emotional intelligence. Sure. How you deal with things. Yeah. So, you know, I never keep any of that stuff. So, but I thought, you know, that's a great idea. Uh, so when you're having such a rough day, either with a client or whatever, you know, it, it's a good reminder that, you know, that's just one moment uh, in a day. Yeah. Uh, so you have to move on. And part of that is getting over that, you know, emotional intelligence. I mean, it's an important key to a healthy life. Sure, and some of those compliments came from people that were not happy when I first met with them. And they may have been kind of having a rough day and you know stuff like that. And I look back and then, hey, look at this. I got a compliment from someone that I didn't even think liked me. You know, things like that. So, um, and also I, I wrote a book because I went through that compliment file and went back, hey, this person liked that article and these majority people. And I just kind of turned that into a book. And that compliment file helped me on that, too, because I was like, well, this is what people enjoyed, so I can look back and help form my book that way. So you've written a couple of books. Mm -hmm. Why did you write the books? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the first one was called The Wellness Code. So I got together with a bunch of authors across the country, other fitness people, and we all wrote a chapter and put this book together and put it out to all our channels. And it hit the Amazon bestseller. It was really cool and it was exciting and all that good stuff. Um, and that was that was a rewarding experience, just being a part of that and getting caught up in that, seeing it shoot up the charts. And all, that was really cool. But uh, but it wasn't just my thing. So you knew coming, I wanted to kind of do my own thing. And then the pandemic happened. And I said, well, people need some positivity in their life. So I kind of thought, started thinking about it. And I started thinking about my compliment file, what was in there. And the majority of stuff in there was me writing things about uplifting others and things that I've learned, stories about my life, not just, hey, go eat broccoli and chicken and do some push-ups and it's going to change your life. You know, things about my struggles. How about I struggled with depression and being suicidal when I was 18 years old and how I was overweight. And I've been through all these things and here I am now. And this is what, because people see me now, they're like, oh, well, you've always probably been in shape. It's probably easy for you. You know, it's, it's not, you know, I struggle. I love Snickers, just like you love <laughs> Snickers and Cokes. And, you know, I, I have beers every now and then, you know, pizza together, pizza, brownie and beers. I could have I had that combination before, you know, 
I like all that stuff. I ate ramen noodles for three years when I was in school, you know, wash it down with beers and eat cereal and Pop-Tart. I love all that stuff. You know, it's all a struggle for me. You know, like I said, I've been overweight, so I've been there. So I think that helps when you tell people your struggles and they're not just this guy up on Fitness Mountain looking down at you. They've been down there with you and they know, hey, this is the way I can grab your hand and I can walk you up this mountain because I've been down there. I know the way now. Okay, how did you get to be on the bestsellers list? Uh, what did that take? Uh, the first one, like I said, it was 20 fairly influential people throughout the country. We all released it, put out press releases, all that good stuff on the first day. And, hey, it just, just kind of worked. It's kind of formula that worked. So I kind of took that. I was like, well, I've been building this email list for years. I've got a fairly good social media following. Um, so I put out more press releases. Tell people on my email, hey, this is coming out this day. Facebook is coming out this day. So what you got to do is everyone's got to buy together. <laughs> on the first couple of days are very important, and it shoots it up the charts. And then other people see it that don't know you, and that helps it keep going and going and going because it's in front of more people. Okay. And you got to kind of choose your categories wisely. So if you're self-help, and there's, by the way, Amazon has a thousand categories. So you can kind of figure out where do I fit in that not everybody's in? Like, I don't want to be up against Dr. Phil and Oprah and all these people. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to get in where you fit in, where, you know, self-help, that's a huge category. So you kind of kind of start niching it down, just like I did with my business that, hey, I want to do outdoor fitness classes for women. So I had to kind of figure out what kind of categories can we fit in right here? Okay. Well, and that's kind of important to know. Yeah. So if you're writing a book, there's different ways. Do your research on there. There's ways to shoot up the, the charts that'll help you out. People, especially this last year with COVID and everything going on, uh, you're, you're kind of like a psychologist. I mean, you're there for people. How does that impact your life when you're hearing all these problems? And, you know, how do you handle that? Well, just like in business, a problem is an opportunity, right? So that's, I can change their life. If, you have, if you're already perfect, then you don't need me. If you don't have any trouble, then you don't need me, right? If you already know how to eat right, you don't struggle with any of these things, then I don't really have a job. So, But a lot of people have problems. They have family issues that become health issues. That's where a lot of it comes from. It's going to be emotional eating, so I've studied a lot about that. It's just giving them these tools to deal with the things outside of class. The other 23 hours are more important. You know, we, That's why I keep stressing about you know, uh, you got to get enough sleep. A lot of us aren't doing that and get a, get good quality of sleep. You got to improve your nutrition. You don't have to be eating perfect. Like if you're an F in nutrition, if you can get it to a C, you'll be doing great, you know, on your report card. So just talking about all these things outside the other 23 hours, it's kind of been really important for me to help out. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add to this interview? If you're thinking about coming to boot camp, get that golden ticket, come for a month and just, just check us out. Just see what we do. Unless you're a dude, then I got nothing for you. But if you're a woman and you want to come try it out, just see why we're different. While we've been voted the best gym, we don't even have a gym. Just come see what we do. All right, there you have it. Another great Alabama entrepreneur, Joe Martin, owner of Huntsville Boot Camp. And thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me. If you want to enhance your experiences throughout the great state of Alabama, I urge you to seek out locally owned small businesses. They will certainly increase your happiness. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving it a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening.